All right, welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros podcast. We're only 35 days away from kickoff of the NFL season. And also, also don't forget, the NFL season starts tonight with the Hall of Fame game. Football Fuck is officially back. Fuck the Cowboys. Unless you're a Cowboys fan, then you can come and hang out with us, but we're not going to talk that great about you guys. Anyways... For today's episode, we'll be doing the continuing the division series, heading out to the wild, wild west to break down super interesting division with the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, and Seahawks. For each team, we'll do some cap or no cap questions, bold takes. You know the, you know the deal at this point. Um, but before we dive in, we have some Super Fantasy Bros merch still on sale. So you guys got it right here for you guys. Yeah. Live. Look at that ash. <laughs> going to be even better when it comes with the new finalized logo and everything it's going to look great so the last day to order it is today at 11 59 p.m make sure you get it in if you want a shirt we'll send them out if you live far away we'll, we'll mail it out don't worry about it so make sure you Maybe order we'll them fly up. out with ourselves One of okay, we'll, fly we'll come out and deliver it hand deliver it to you should Maybe. we autograph all of them <laughs> stop <laughs> not shirts, unless like requested color day shirt in elementary school when <laughs> you used to have everyone sign it if someone wants an autograph we will autograph it maybe maybe <laughs> probably I'm just you i'm not I'll too confident in my cursive just put a yeah, either. <laughs> something a little more important i'd like to also announce before we get in that sean gill our fabulous host of the super fantasy bros podcast has recently gotten engaged so congratulations to him he will be Big a married man soon yeah they yeah, grow yeah, up so yeah. fast yes got engaged in pittsburgh over the past weekend awesome time and happy with my new fiance can't say girlfriend anymore happy for you sean congratulations thanks appreciate it <laughs> you got your right. your uh, donations the fans donations paid for the ring Stop, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> and and all of our league money. Yep, that's <laughs> don't what I do. Say that. <laughs> Just kidding. I use my my own money. Podcast yeah. money goes to supporting the podcast. Anyone that helps us out, we appreciate it. All right. Let's get into some football talk. Let's start off with the 49ers in this division. Um, so we'll start with some questions. Start off with the QB one here. Is Jimmy G a lock to be quarterback one for week one? And if he is, how long of a leash does he have? When does Trey Lance get his shot? Uh, I feel like he does start at least week one, but his leash has to be very short. Because, I mean, from what I've seen of Trey Lance in training camp so far, he's looked good. I mean, he's looked mobile. He's athletic. He's young. He should be the starter week one. But I feel like they're just going to roll out Jimmy G because – that's what everyone's expecting. That's what they've been saying all off season. But I don't think it's long before Trey Lance takes over that number one role. I don't know. Shanahan said that Jimmy G looks like a whole different player. <laughs> and he also it could said be a that good coach speak, baby. Coach speak. Yeah, he said that he'd be surprised if Lance were to start week one. Uh, it's hard. Like sometimes we're like, you can't take training camp like with the biggest grain of salt but at the same time it's just like so we right. want to pick it's and choose practice. we want to pick and choose though when when uh we hear that good things about or bad things about a player but i think i would i'm not surprised if trey lance is playing out of his mind in training camp i i think jimmy g will start though 
unfortunately. But this team is Super Bowl ready, so I think his leash is very short. Uh, if he screws up the first couple of weeks, he could be benched. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Definitely agree with you guys there. But I think Trey Lance probably gets a shot within the first six weeks or so if Jimmy G's struggling. Easily. If Jimmy G's hot, even I, think, if I don't know if he gets a shot. I don't know if it even lasts that long. Yeah. If he if he's struggling at all, it's going to be early. But I don't I don't know if he struggles with this offense. It's got good pieces around him. It's not made. It's a difficult offense. He's going to do a lot of dump off passes to Debo and Ayuk, and they'll make plays happen. They're a run first team, anyways. So we shall see. All right, which running back do you prefer to draft on this team? Got Raheem Mostert going currently as RB twenty eight, seventy fifth overall, or rookie Trey Sermon drafted in the third round, RB thirty four. 94th overall i think uh sermon is better value i think he'll see the field more not even because he's more skilled but also because raheem moster has like an injury history so who knows how much he'll be on the field um so yeah i think and they they drafted or they traded up so they could draft him they also got some other running back uh elijah mitchell in the sixth as well no, no, not they also have Jeff Wilson. and Jeff Wilson coming back as well as a veteran. They added, uh, geez, all right, you guys, oh, Wayne Gallman, Wayne Gallman as Any well. Wayne they have a Gallman. ton of running backs, and they have a backfield. gang of running backs. So One of them's not many. making the roster, that could be their so. offensive line, <laughs> whether it's a six round pick or Wayne Gallman. One of them's not making the roster, but I still think I prefer Mostert, even the price, price isn't too different. different. Um, and I don't know how much work Trey Sermon's going to get right away. Obviously, we just mentioned there's another rookie in camp, Wayne Gallman. Jeff Wilson's probably still going to be involved. They liked him when players got out. So I don't really know how this backfield's going to shake out, but I know Mostert has proven talent in the past. Obviously, the injury risk is a huge concern, but I think that's baked into why he's going as a flex running back compared to an RB2, like he produces when he is healthy. So I still think I prefer Mostert, but I do like Trey Sermon as well. I do like both. Yeah, little side note, uh, Mostert has never ran for more than 137 times in a single season. In a season. That's yeah, crazy. it makes sense. He obviously doesn't stay healthy for a lot of them, and he wasn't always a starter. So They also still have Jamichael Hasty, but he's on the practice squad. Yeah, I don't they know. He's just searching running backs. They have, the a league, they have a league of running backs. <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of them. Um, obviously, a couple of them won't make the team but we'll see how that shakes out throughout the preseason here. So definitely something to monitor. Uh, but getting into the next question, where are you drafting George Kittle? Are you drafting him ahead or behind of Darren Waller? Give me Waller the baller. Give me him. Waller. He's I, just, I'm taking Kittle. In the past too, couple seasons, Waller has been so consistent. We all know Kittle has that injury-ridden uh, history coming along with him. And, I mean, Darren Waller played out of his mind last year. So, I mean, I'd rather take that knowing most likely he's going to be healthy throughout the whole season over taking the chance on Kittle. I know he's a special talent. He's great. I mean, but I would just have that availability over ability. But at the same time, like last year, I think he would have played at the end of the season if the 49ers were in some sort of, like, playoff hunt. But since they weren't – like, he was, like – he's. He might be psychotic. Like he's probably he's been nuts. in the head a lot. I think he's the he's like the best yards after a catch tight end. Like he's never going down. He's like the opposite of Zach Ertz. Uh, but I think as long as you can stay healthy, and and he, I'm sure he's played with plenty of injuries where he should have sat out. But he's he is nuts. Uh, 
I always think about him when he when he drove that dude into the ground and just laughing. And he got time. up laughing. God, the <laughs> animal. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure he throws up before every game too, or something crazy like <laughs> oh. that. Like he's but wild. I'm not, not need to know that. I'm not turning my head sideways uh, if you drive Darren Waller ahead because I mean he proved that he can be number two, if not number one, best tight end. So, I uh, why not? It's more of like your opinion on who. Yeah, I think we're splitting hairs here. I think both of them should be drafted probably in the second or the third. I think both of them should definitely be taken before the end of the third round in 12-team leagues for sure. Um, both of them are obviously elite tight ends. We're seeing Kelsey go in the first round in most leagues right now. So Kittle and Waller are the next two that definitely need to be picked up early. Um, I'd still prefer Kittle just a little bit. Um, obviously, it's close, but Kittle has obviously had inconsistent quarterback play with Nick Mullins and whoever else has been back there with injuries Beathard. and stuff, whatnot. Um, but if Jimmy G ends up getting banged up again, we obviously know Trey Lance could also be a pretty good quarterback. So I'm not too worried about his quarterback play this year. So I'm drafting Kittle. As long as he's healthy, I think he will be the better one. Um, but Waller's right there, too. I think we're splitting hairs. You're probably taking them very close to each other in drafts. So. I actually heard something that said this. They said, if you know what you're doing, you don't let Kelsey go out of the first round. I think that's a little far of a reach, but just because he brought I up mean, Kelsey. I mean, Q, put this in perspective. He basically finished last season with the same numbers as Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just on the narrative of he's on the, the wrong side of 30. Yeah, Q, we already that's... know that you hate Kittle. I mean, Kelsey, we talked no, about No, I don't hate Chiefs, him. I'm just – Chiefs episode. You said what, you hate he him. wasn't going to be top five or something or top three No, not top – might not gonna be number one. Okay, whatever. Not a Kelsey fan. Kelsey's going in the first round in, in most leagues for sure. Kelsey's worth that pick. And if he number didn't one tight end get him five in the second, years. that's a steal. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get in some cap or no cap for the 49ers. Start off with Brandon Ayuk. He is being overdrafted at wide receiver 26, 62nd overall. Cap or no cap? I think it's cap. Yeah, slightly cap. Uh, guys being drafted after him that I would choose OBJ, Sutton, Robbie Anderson, DJ Chark, and then like Devontae Smith and Galladay, depending on their injuries. I think all those guys drafted lower have more value than Brandon Ayuk, who did have a good season, especially for being a rookie, but I don't know, a little too much hype going into him. So, Q, you're on no yeah, cap. Yeah, you're no right? cap. Whatever, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys, I know you're a big. You always guy, get second. So you're definitely saying. I am. I, he finished wide receiver 36 as a rookie and missing four games and having those, like any quarterbacks play with him, like literally anybody. Yeah, like I think he Nick showed a Mullins. lot of flashes, for sure. I'm also gonna. Uh, I'm kind of torn. I think he's kind of being drafted around where he should be being drafted. Ayuk is uh, around a high end flex for me in my ranks. So, yeah, I'd probably take Ayuk around that spot. I don't think he's being overdrafted personally. Let's go. Yeah, he saw an average of eight targets in like seven games. I think I, I don't know if I wrote this correct. It's either when Debo is active or inactive. So maybe probably inactive. active. Yeah, but okay, probably yeah. inactive when he gets a lot of targets. Yeah, I got but, it confused. But he had some good games with him, and then, then there were a couple of games where both of them were out, or one of them were out. But he had his fair share, and Kittle was out also. So who knows if that's going to definitely take a cut into his production? Yeah, for sure. Um, next one here, Debo Samuel is being underdrafted at wide receiver 37, 92nd overall. Cap. Now that I'm sorry, Sean. Cap. Cap. is no cap. That for is me. cap. Please explain. No cap. Please explain. 
Debo Samuel, when he's healthy, is the one of the focal points on this offense. I don't, I think people are I, obviously his injury history is baked yeah, into his ADP, scary. scaring scaring you a little bit moving him down. But he is still super young. I think there are a little bit of freak injuries. We've seen Keenan Allen be a guy in the past where you, he gets injured year after year, and you think he's injury prone. And then for the last five years, he's been a top twelve wide receiver. So no, you can't compare those two. You can compare a lot of injuries. I mean, no, you, I, you can't compare Keenan Allen to Debo Samuel. Yeah, a can. top 10 receiver to Debo Samuel. I don't even know what you'd call him. Keenan Allen was like the 19th best wide receiver, then had two injury-prone seasons. So he wasn't a top 10 wide receiver before he started being called injury-prone. Would you like me to I go over the injuries? Because I have them all right here. <laughs> I mean, if you uh, – we, we can save it until, until you get to your uh, bold take. I hear what you're saying. The injuries are what scares me. But other than that, I still think he's being underdrafted. I still think he should be drafted as a flex option rather than a wide receiver four personally okay. all right we'll get into that in a little bit here we'll continue the talk of the wide receivers uh last cap or no cap though this 49ers backfield has too many mouths to feed and may end up being irrelevant cap or no cap no cap, Easy, no cap. Easy. cap. i think i think they'll we be just talked about guy. they had a whole roster of fucking running backs yeah, but they're not all gonna <laughs> they're not the gonna team. be able to pick one okay yeah. but I, still if go ahead sean I'm torn. It might end up being irrelevant. They might not. I'm kind of on the fence on this one because we saw guys be productive when that first running back got hurt, like whatever running back it was, but it was so hard to predict last year. Like Jarek McKinnon was the guy and then they benched him the next week. And then Jeff Wilson was the guy and he got hurt. And but see, look, they're, they're not scared yeah. to, if you don't produce, they're not scared to not play you. Jarek McKinnon had so many opportunities last year and did absolutely nothing. Maybe I don't, maybe he had a game, but most of the opportunities he had, he didn't do shit. Yeah, it, it might end up being relevant. I, I could easily see that happening, see, but I still think whatever guy is at the top has some relevancy, though. But that's just going to be too hard for me to predict. That's why I'm a little bit nervous. All right, let's get into our bold takes and favorite targets. Can you start I, us no, off no, 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 your... I want you to go first, please. All right, all right. Well, we'll start off with me and T-Guys then, because we're going to go back and forth here for a second. I'll go first. Debo Samuel will finish as a top 24 wide receiver. Now, look, I already mentioned I like Ayuk, and I think that's just because I like this offense a lot. I think both of them are going to be heavily involved in this offense with Kittle. Um, Kittle's obviously, we already know he's going to be a major target, and I don't think there's going to be a lack there of targets. Um, their defense is good, but I don't think it's great. Um, there are still some holes that could be exploited, so they're going to have to throw to keep up in games. I know they're a run first team, but this running back backfield, as we talked about, is kind of a nightmare mess. I don't know how consistent it's going to be. Um, and they use Debo and Ayuk in ways where they're basically running backs. Like they're going to get five or six catches, just catching dump offs or wide receiver screens, or literally almost handoffs essentially is what Debo Samuel catches. I think he had like 400 receiving yards last year and he had more yards after the catch than he actually had receiving yards because of that's how short the passes were being thrown. Like it was crazy. That's crazy. Now, can I ask why you picked the number 24? Uh, that's just a, a wide, wide receiver, receiver too. In 12 team leagues. Okay. So he'll be oh, yeah. a low end wide receiver, too, in my opinion. And I also think Ayuk will be. I think there's going to be some weeks where it's going to be Ayuk, and I think there's going to be some weeks where it's Debo. So I think it's going to be a split. But I think both of them are going to be solid this year, personally. T Gods, you can go into uh, your anti Debo tour. Okay. They say there's no such thing as being injury prone, but there definitely no, there is. is, especially with Ayuk with his glass legs. His hand, his hand. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Going back to 2015, he started his problems with his hamstring. Uh, 2015, he missed seven games with a hamstring. He missed 
three games in 2016 with a hamstring. 2017, he played three games and broke his fibula. 2020, he had a Jones fracture that needed surgery. Uh, 2020, again, three games and another three games. And, um, yeah, he's going to get hurt again. Did he and not play not... in the Super Bowl? Sorry. Did he play in the Super Bowl? When they um, won? I mean, probably not. How the fuck are we supposed to know that, man? I don't know. I don't know if he was on the – was he on the team at that point? Where did he come from? All right, well, now we're going to – You guys mentioned some of the injuries were in college. Like, it yes. wasn't from 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was only a rookie a couple seasons ago. Anyways, yeah, so injury history does scare me. Inside the top 24. But Brandon Ayuk will finish inside the top 24. Um, so last year he missed four games. He had uh, – doesn't matter, but if he if he was on if he kept the same pace and played those four games, he would have had eighty receptions, nine hundred ninety six yards, and eight touchdowns. And he had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard throwing to him last year. Um, with a healthy team, you know Kittle's going to open up the field a little bit. Hopefully Debo plays, but you never know. Um, yeah, Brandon Ayuk over Debo. Sorry, Sean. I respect it. I think Ayuk's good too. I can't, I can't knock you. I have them very close to my ranks. I have Ayuk a little bit higher, but I just think Debo is being slept on. So I think Debo could also finish as a wide receiver too. But obviously the injury history is why he's being drafted later. So I understand it, but I still like Debo. I'm still taking that risk this year. Take no it. doubt. Take and it, if you please, can get him, if you can get him cheaper, if you can get him at wide receiver 37, eat him up. Don't, don't, please don't, don't, don't. Please do it. You might injure him, eating him up. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next team here. Uh, so we have the Seattle Seahawks. Whoa! Oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot! I forgot! I forgot! I forgot! I forgot! Usually wait, I'm me last. Q didn't even get a chance to speak. Yeah, usually usually I'm last, so I'm always ready to move on. All right, Q, you Damn, go. Damn, Q, Keep we're quick. just off the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we got fired. He's got married. Not bad. <laughs> uh, just keep it quick. I think a target for this team is Trey Sermon. Uh, we spoke about there being a lot of running backs coming into the season, but. They drafted up for him, so they have to have some sort of faith in him being uh, talented, maybe more talented than Mostert. Um, didn't really rush much in college, but he did have a 193-yard game against Clemson. So there's potential there to be a workhorse back in this offense. They definitely need one with Mostert never really playing a full season. Yeah, I respect that take. Trey Sermon is a good target. I hate it, especially in Dynasty. Yeah. Especially in Dynasty. All right, Matt, what do you got for us? All right, this might be the hottest one of all, but I'm going to say George Kittle finishes outside the top five in tight ends Stop. this year. Um, the, like we said, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are both back healthy. Like Sean said, they're just going to be eating up targets like their handoffs. I mean, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. Jimmy G isn't the best quarterback. He was on that Super Bowl team because of their defense, not because of his quarterback play. And I just don't see Kittle staying healthy this entire season. I hate to say it, but I feel like it's yeah, been the past two seasons. It feels like the past two seasons that he's just been riddled with injuries and he cannot seem to escape them no matter how insane he is. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say not top five. One year you had the That's Kittle That's not cut. taking Kittle this year. I did. That's oh, believe me, if he falls on me, I'm scooping him in a heartbeat. <laughs> But I'm just tempering expectations because that offense is looking healthy and 
I don't know. I, there's just a lot of young talent there. It's going to be a lot harder for him to see the target share that he's been seeing. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, I hear you. It's I, I respect it, but I'm taking Kittle. I That's, think he's still number two. I'm, I'm not saying don't draft Kittle. I'm not saying that at all. All right. I hear you. I hear you. Just makes me – you're making me nervous, man. I love Kittle. Sorry. Don't scare me like that, all right? Let's move on to the Seahawks. Sorry for skipping you. It won't happen again. Yeah. Let's get into the questions. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson this year, and where do you have him ranked? I think it's the first time in a long time I have him outside the top five. I have him at six. I actually have him at seven, so I'm right there with you, but it's slightly lower. He started off so high last year. He was probably the MVP. If the, if the season ended after, like, week six, he mm -hmm. was MVP. First eight games, he only scored 25 or fewer once. After that, uh, he only had one game over 24. Still finished a top 12 quarterback. Um, I mean, it's not hard to believe because it's Russell Wilson, but there was something – like, just something – not that as, as exciting as there was. I feel like after that game where uh, DK Metcalf ran down Buda Baker, like <laughs> they lost that game in overtime and like everything just seemed to go downhill. Yeah. That's when DK said defenses were predicting what the plays were right. going to happen. Like they knew what was going on. Um, so hopefully they got that change this year. I like Russell Wilson again, obviously. I got him at QB7. He obviously has top five potential. You can't say he doesn't. Um, but the inconsistencies over the past few years, like he used to be the guy where he would start off slow and then finish mm -hmm. strong. Mm -hmm. Then last year he was the guy that started off strong and finished slow. So there's always games where Russell Wilson kind of dis disappears like portions of the season. Um, and I think that just drops him a little bit in my ranks, but overall he's still a solid quarterback to grab. It's always against one. teams. Like last year he played against Dallas and he did absolutely, I don't think he did too well. He, he was like QB one ranked that week and yeah, always against the Rams because they lock up DK divisional games seem to be hard for him also. Yeah. And they're also people that still, they're still a team that wants to run the ball a lot. Obviously their defense hasn't really let them do that over the, over last season, yeah. over the last couple, like when they were the Legion of boom though, like that was really their, their go-to is run the ball. So if their defense is any better, that hurts Russ as well. Except for the Super Bowl, they, they didn't run the ball. <laughs> yeah. Except for the, on the one yard line when they should have. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Is Gerald Everett worth a draft pick? new tight end acquired from the Rams also in this division. Um, what And if he is a target for you, if he's worth a draft pick, what do you think his ceiling is this season? I don't want I mean, I do want to say but I don't. I, definitely worth be, a draft pick, but I would not I, take him as my first tight end. Just because of the uncertainty at the tight end position in Seattle. I mean, we saw flashes of – uh jimmy graham when he was there but it was really like never an elite season like we were used to seeing from jimmy graham i feel like sean said the seahawks are a run first team and when they're passing the ball they're not looking for the tight end i mean they had tyler lockett and dk Metcalf for a reason but i mean i don't know this is his time to shine he's not there in uh la with tyler higby anymore so he's on his lonesome so uh, I like to see what he could do, but I would not draft him as my sole tight end. I feel like he fits this team being like a like a hybrid, small, quick tight end. I feel like Greg Olson did okay before he had gotten hurt, but he's being drafted after like Jared Cook, who I take you know, I take over, Jonu Smith and Ferk, Anthony Ferks. I think uh, Everett is a lot better than all of those guys. And I mean, I don't know who their second tight end is, but I don't think really it matters. Matter. 
It yeah, it, it's Will Disley. So actually, he has had some value in the past, but he can't stay healthy either. So, yeah, I think Gerald Efford's a good pick. I think his ceiling is top 10-ish, top 12-ish, like a low-end tight end one. Like, he could sneak into the top five because anybody can in tight end. We saw Robert Tunyon do it last year. Um, yeah, as long as they're catching tight ends. I mean, as long as they're catching touchdowns, <laughs> they can't catch themselves. Um, but yeah, I like Gerald Everett. I think he's worth a shot. Definitely draft him as your tight end too, probably because of his ADP. You don't have to reach, um, but he's worth a pick for sure. Uh, so we all know the core players on this team are Carson, Metcalf, and Lockett. Uh, is there anyone else we may see break out this year? Uh, they have Swain, Eskridge, Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas. Who do you like here? The guy we were just Nobody. talking about. Gerald Everett? Uh-huh. Guys, I have to uh, make an emergency. I have to run downstairs real quick to let someone in the house. All right. That's Ooh, fine okay. with you. Oh. Jordy's coming over. Link. Sneaky link. Ooh. Get my mile in. <laughs> like, no. Go ahead, Q. Do your thing, player. Yeah. I kind of like Dwayne Eskridge um, as, like, a obviously a way late arm flyer. Like, you can leave him on waivers. Just put him on your watch list. Um, as a third wide receiver in this offense, Tyler Lockett's been hit or miss uh, over the past couple of years. I wouldn't be shocked if someone's able to step up. But, yeah, I, outside of those few got core guys, you're kind of throwing darts aside from Gerald Everett. I think he's worth the pick. Is Eskridge a rookie? Yes. Okay. No idea who that is. <laughs> His ADP is, like, free. Like super <laughs> free. free. Like 110th wide receiver off the board or something crazy. Jesus. So, He's a dynasty guy more than a redraft guy, um, but he's worth just keeping an eye on just in case. Sometimes that third wide receiver has some some relevancy. We've seen David Moore in the past, and like random that. guys. So also that's why I like slide in and just scream David Moore. <laughs> Shut up! I don't they think he's on that team. David Moore. No, no, he's on the. Uh, he's on the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> they got both D Moores. Any D Moores squad. Um, all right, let's get into some cap or no cap with Q back, starting off with DK Metcalf has the potential to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy this season. Cap or no cap? Cat. Technically, cat. no cap. Because he has the potential. He can finish top. I mean, why, be the first overall, Why couldn't he, T-Gods? Why bro, can't because he Because Devontae Adams and D-Hop and Tyreek, they all exist. They do exist. That. They do exist. But, do you okay. know who DK is? He was in his second season last year. Mm-hmm. Coming back into this year, he got out-targeted by Tyler Lockett last year. Mm-hmm. I think that whole script changes. Mm-hmm. I think DK eats up, like, at least, I, I want to say, like, 40% of targets on this team. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a high that's target a share, bro. I think I, that's more than I, possible. But, but see, seventh in the well, league in drops, I didn't by know the way. what number to say. But probably like 25% would be good. Like he does, easily. he has the potential to be number one, but Diggs, like you got to think about the guys that are ahead of him. Who's competing with Diggs for targets, really? Who's competing with uh, D-Hop, Tyreek Hill, Adams. Michael Thomas, maybe? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Keenan? I, oh, yeah, Keenan. Who's competing with Keenan, too? Potential. No, but these guys are so, like, I don't know. I just think. I'm DK is not finishing number one. I I loved him last year, and then he just had this bad drop issue where you saw the flaws in him. So I seventh in the league in drops. He could fix that. Maybe number one in the league in drops. He could finish. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be hard to fight Deontay Johnson. Hey, not with for. Deontay Johnson in the league, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to say no cap. Um, I think he has the potential to, but I don't foresee it happening. I'm with you guys. Like, I, I think it's a rare chance, but it is a chance. He was number one through like, what, like six weeks last year or something like that. Yeah. Him and Lockett were actually both time. like top five, like going back and forth um, while Russ was cooking. But like I said, this team's up and down. So I, I don't think it happens, but I, I got to say no cap. There's still a chance. All right. Uh, Tyler Lockett is too consistent too inconsistent to be a wide receiver one and should be considered a low-end wide receiver two this year, cap or no cap. This is no the cap. knowest of caps of all time. I think last year we were we would come into this season thinking that he'd be a wide receiver one because, I mean, he's he's shown that he can be, but uh, way too inconsistent. He had over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns, and a majority came of it came in like three games. Um, but he's too boomer bust to rely on as a wide receiver yeah. one. Piggybacking off a of Q. He had seven plus catches in five games last year. Those are the only games where he had 20 plus fantasy points. And in those other games, he averaged nine points per game. Yeah, less than 10. He had a lot of duds last year. Like he's like the definition of inconsistent, which scares me. Wide receiver one does not average nine points per game over 11 games throughout (laughs) the season. Yeah, he's he's I, he's a perfect best ball guy for sure. If anyone plays best ball, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather consider him a low end wide receiver too. Maybe mid wide receiver two, maybe towards the high end. Like he obviously still has the potential to be a wide receiver one if he's getting that that volume. Uh, but it was too inconsistent for me last year, so I'm going to say um, no cap. Too inconsistent. Just lock him in for the games they play the Rams because for some reason Jalen Ramsey's always locking down DK. So you just have. Tyler Lockett on the other side. And I think one of his big games came against the Rams. May have. I wouldn't 53 doubt pointer. Yeah, he had 53 points. That was against Arizona. Um, okay. 37 was at Dallas. And he against had, the Rams. Uh, he had 11 and 41. Didn't he have so, like a 41 point game too? Nah, 37, 33, 53 in like regular PPR. You wish that you could spread that out a long couple games. Yeah. And then a couple other solid games and then a lot of scary bad games. Um, all right. Last cap or no cap here. Chris Carson is being underdrafted as running back 19, 36th overall cap or no cap. Cap. No cap. I thought you loved Chris Carson. Wait, Chris Carson is being undrafted. Yes, no cap. He's being okay, underdrafted. No Sorry, no, no cap. I think. I'm going to say cap. They think about the end. You think about the injuries. It's obviously an issue. He hasn't played a 16 season 16 game season since he's been in the league uh but well, now he, he has to play 17 yeah <laughs> well it'll be a first time but he's gonna get tons of volume they brought him back uh because they know that he's that good and there isn't much competition with Rashad Penny Travis Homer like they want him to be the guy DJ he can catch. Dallas yeah he can catch the ball he can run the ball I, as long as he's healthy and that's all it is and that's why his ADP is so low, but he can finish top 15. He has before. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I'm saying cap. I think just the injury history is why I have him there. I'd rather take a, take a draft, a guy like JK Dobbins, Deandre Swift, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Miles Sanders. Um, I'd rather draft some of these younger guys that have a little bit healthier history rather than Chris Carson. I have Chris Carson at RB18 in my ranks compared to his ADP of RB19. So I have him slightly above. So I guess you could say no cap, but technical Sean. Yo, he's, come be- on. he's being drafted right around that spot where I would 
where I would take him and where you're taking him there. If he is healthy for the whole season, you're getting a ton of value. I like and, Carson. I'm just a little bit scared. And he did say from RB 12 to 19 or 20, they could all be interchangeable. You can get Carson being the 12th best. Yeah, for sure. I think he's right in that, that tier of like RB twos where you're very happy. Yeah. I just have him a little bit lower in that tier personally. All right, let's get into our bold takes, favorite targets. Q starts off. What do you got? If we if we started with the first, like if I went first for the last team, these just like the transitions would be so well. For some reason, the last take always goes with my my take. But uh, Chris Carson is a, my favorite target coming into this draft. Uh, he you may not be able to rely on him as the RB one currently, but he is a solid RB two with potential to crack top ten each week. Uh, obviously. Uh, you want him to be healthy. They upgraded the offensive line. And I said earlier, he doesn't have much competition with Rashad Penny. Uh, they had Carlos Hyde last year. He didn't really do much ex- unless um, Chris Carson was out. But they relied on him heavily. And uh, they're up to many games, I think. So you'll see him on the field most of the time. Yeah, so, yeah. he's a good pass catcher, too. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, definitely draft him. I'm not saying don't draft Chris Carson. So I'm with you, Q. Target him. All right, you guys, what do you got? All right. Tyler Lockett will finish inside the top 20 again. Why are you making that face, Matt? Yeah, Why Matt. are you making that face? Yeah, Matt. I don't like it. It must be a Tyler thing. All right, all right. Well, he played six years in the NFL. Missed one game ever. Dummy sturdy. <laughs> Dummy sturdy. Is he not? I mean, that's... That's pretty sturdy, if you ask me. That is pretty sturdy. All right. We're going back to 2019. He finished wide receiver 13, just 41 points behind the wide receiver 2. 41 points away, and he'd be wide receiver 2. Like, he's good. 2020, finished wide receiver 8, 132 targets, 100 receptions, 1,054 yards, 10 touchdowns. He averaged 10.5 yards per catch. That's two points in PPR for every... Every time he touched the ball, it was at least two points. Um, And... He's coming back to the same team, same great quarterback. No new competition that's, like, any good. I don't see any reason that he, he shouldn't be inside the top 20. I respect I it. it. I think I'm going to go next and just go right on the opposite here. Tyler Lockett will finish outside the top 20 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's going to be more of a flex option this year. I like where T-Gods is coming from. Like, he obviously has shown over the last few years that he's been a consistent top 20 guy. Um, but I think over the last year or so, we've seen how inconsistent that can be and how frustrating that can be as a fantasy manager. Um, he may finish inside the top 20. I am saying, I'm, I know I'm saying he's going to finish outside the top 20, but more of like I'm drafting him outside the top 20 just because I don't want to deal with the headache of wondering yeah. if I'm going to get the best wide receiver in the league, Tyler Lockett, or Jalen Rager, Tyler Lockett. Which, oh. which Tyler Lockett are we getting here? <laughs> so I, I think DK Metcalf's the number one on this team. Um, they also, obviously we mentioned Gerald Everett's also pretty interesting. I don't think he's going to take too much away from Lockett though. Um, but his volume just wasn't consistent enough when he wasn't getting like more than five targets or so he was struggling. So outside the top 20, I think I could see him finishing outside of there. If not lower end wide receiver two for me, more of a flex option this year. Personally. I could dig it. But you can agree with me or you can agree with T-Gods. Pick your poison, Matt. What I you got agree for with us? Sean. I, I agree with Sean. I don't care, man. <laughs> <laughs> what matters is what the viewers think. That's true. But um, 
<laughs> my bold take it's not very bold but russ will finish as a top five quarterback again i mean he's still very mobile even at his old age father time really hasn't caught up to him at least not yet so hopefully it's not this year or else i'll look like an idiot but last year he um averaged i believe like five or six carries a game averaged over 30 yards a game so that's an extra three points added on to your quarterback and there's not many quarterbacks out there doing that aside from like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, maybe Josh Allen. But other than that, I don't really see any quarterbacks getting that amount of carries and averaging that uh, rush yardage per game. And he has all the weapons around him to do it. I feel like Chris Carson being back healthy to start the season is going to be good for him. Hopefully he can stay healthy because that will help him tremendously in the passing game. And I just don't see any signs of Russell Wilson slowing down this year. We almost didn't even see Russell Wilson on the Seahawks this year. I know. That was scary. The, almost on the Cowboys. They didn't help that O-line much, so it's going to be a pretty similar season. Uh, but we shall see. But Russ definitely has top five potential. I don't hate it at all. All right, let's get into today's sponsor, the Thrive Fantasy app for iOS and Android. Thrive Fantasy app is a daily fantasy sports app for player props and sports betting. So if you download the Thrive Fantasy app today, use our promo code SUPERFB. That is SUP. E-R-F-B. You deposit $20 or more, you will receive an instant $50 bonus. So go check out the Thrive Fantasy app today. Download it. Use our promo code. Make yourself some money. And also, don't forget, we already mentioned it. Buy those shirts. You only got a few hours left. Make sure you get that in. First edition podcast merch. Always the best. Forever. Mm-hmm. At least for a long time. Oh, Vintage. Until 10 years from now when we bring them back. Oh, vintage podcast merch. Send them for, we're going to sell them for a thousand. <laughs> Resale value is going to be crazy. Yeah. Get them shirts. All right. Let's get into the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, definitely. I mean, honestly, this whole division is up for, up for grabs, but one of the favorites for sure. Um, let's start with what are your thoughts on Chase Edmonds this year? Where do you have him ranked and are you targeting him? I'm definitely targeting him. Easily. I would target him, but I would uh, kind of temper expectations on him this year because I feel like this backfield is going to be more of a committee. I feel like we're seeing more and more of that in the NFL, but I don't hate Chase Edmonds. I think he should have been the starter last year over Kenyon Drake. I'm sure you've heard us say that numerous times over last season's podcast, but I don't know. The addition of James Conner is just like, why? Because you don't sign them just for insurance. They're obviously going to use them. Well, yeah. I, I read something. They interviewed Cliff Kingsbury. He said they like Edmonds. He's a smaller guy. They can use him for passing downs and running, but he's going to be the starter. And then they're like, we know James Conner as the downhill runner uh, from the past. So that's going to be his role. So he could just be like a vulture in the red zone. Um, I mean, he can catch the ball too, but I think they want to lean Edmonds as a starter. Rather, as compared to last year where it was Drake, and they probably wanted it to be Edmonds to be the starter, but they already paid Drake so much money to come in. Um, I, I'm leaning – I have Drake uh, – Drake. no, I have Edmonds at 22, James Conner at 32. So the value, I, I still think it's all with Edmonds. Yeah, I agree. I'm even further apart than you, Q. I have Edmonds at 20. I have James Conner at 38. Same. Um, so Edmonds is my guy to go for for sure this year. I got Edmonds. Um, 
as obviously I already mentioned, right, running back 20, but he was running back 25 last year and he only had 97 carries. He had 53 catches. He's going to be even more involved this year. I think he's easily on an RB2 option right after that, like um, the end of that 11 through like 19 running back tier. I think he's like that first guy, like after that. I don't, I wouldn't put him in the same tier as Chris Carson and those guys, but I think he's right after that starts like the third tier. He was another guy who had like some opportunities, like maybe Drake was out of game and Edmonds was a starter and just showed us why he's the backup. He couldn't do well for a whole game, but um, I think he, he'd definitely be a lot better this year. Yeah, I like Chase Evans. Um, we kind of mentioned James Conner. I said, would you rather prefer James Conner? It sounds like none of us do. Um, how close do you think he can get to fill in that Kenyon Drake role? I mean, he's not going to be the starter, so not close at all. Yeah. I did a poll. You think James Conner is going to start? Not me. Kenyon Drake's uh, – He might start a few he, games and then – Kenyon Drake was RB16 last year. Edmonds was 25, like I mentioned. I think that just kind of flip-flops a little bit personally. I think Edmonds is going to be higher. I think Connor is probably a little bit lower. And I don't think Connor gets any passing work, so I think he's going to be – that's why I have him lower than that as well. I think Edmonds is the primary receiving back here. I did a poll like a little – a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. Uh, who do you think the starter is and who do you think the handcuff is? And majority voted Connor's the handcuff to Edmonds. I yeah. would agree on that 100%. Yeah, it seems like Edmonds is the guy we're all favoring here. So go grab Edmonds as your low-end RB2. Um, Connor, more of a, a flex option at best, kind of probably going to be a touchdown-dependent RB for sure. Um, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, are you targeting any pass catchers on this team? Can AJ Green make any noise? What about Christian Kirk or rookie Rondell Moore? Please do not touch AJ Green even with like, He's a your virus. worst enemies. He's a virus. No, no, no. This- I th- I think AJ Stop. Green can make some noise. Last season, Q Q Q. Last Stop season, falling for him. He's already hurt. Last season, Q, he's like forty six with listen. a ridiculous injury history. Last he's year, already hurt. He came back last year for his first time playing football after two years of not playing with a rookie quarterback throwing to him, and then uh, I don't know who was their backup. I'd, who doesn't matter? No, um, I may be no. I think I'm on an island saying that I'm not the biggest Kyler fan. I don't think he's that good, but he's better than Joe Burrow and anything that was backing up Joe Burrow. Um, so with the up on the other side, grabbing most of the attention, I think that AJ could see some like Larry Fitzgerald type work. If anybody sees that work, it's going to be Christian Kirk. And, and we, saw, well, we saw signs of it last year. And what did AJ Green do last year? He just got hurt. Well, I forgot to say this at the beginning. I'd like to congratulate, but also apologize to Christian Kirk for being voted the ugliest player in the league <laughs> that I've seen. Oh, come um, on, If you're man. watching it, you could take it as an dirty. honor or you could take it as motivation and work on something, man. But, <laughs> Plastic surgery. But you're, Good I mean, you're not, I don't even think you're starting him confidently as a flex Christian Kirk. He had a three-game span where he scored like at least 15 points and maybe someone like Gator and Sean were going back and forth trading him. <laughs> I was starting him as my flex. It was uh, painful. But no after that, after those three games, he had – scored only eight points once and the rest were all at least like five or less yeah Yeah, kirk only had 48 receptions and now if aj stays healthy that's just another competition for him so kirk boomer bust i like rookie rondell Moore to emerge as the wide receiver two this year he's more of a slack guy um so he's going to take over what kind of what larry fitzgerald was doing but now he's younger he's also um got a lot of talent 
obviously I'm not going to say more talented than Larry Fitzgerald, but maybe at this point in Fitzgerald's career, um, he hasn't decided on retirement yet though. So I think he could still come back. Right. Like, I don't think he's officially announced his retirement. I don't think how long is he going to wait? I don't know. He's wilding out, but, um, so he He could technically come back and I think that would hurt. That would would hurt him a little bit, but I like Rondell Moore as the wide receiver too, that I would like to grab late because all three of these guys you're drafting as a late round draft flyer. I'd rather take my shot on the rookie um, who might be more involved in this offense. I agree. All right, let's get into cap or no cap. Kyler Murray's ceiling is QB1 and his floor is QB8. Is that cap or no cap? It's no, no cap. cap. No Ever cap. since his rookie season in 2019, in that rookie season, he finished the seventh best, seventh best quarterback. Last year, he finished sixth best. Sixth best. Why is that such a tongue twister? I don't know. But – yeah, his floor is obviously QB8, and he has all the potential in the world to be QB1. He's one of the quarterbacks, like I said earlier, when I brought up Russ, that he runs. That helps a lot in fantasy. And he also has the best receiver in the league to throw to. And I just don't see him finishing outside of the top eight at all. Well, he actually said something last week or this week. He said that he uh... – would like to use his legs less, more of a luxury. He said that he needs to be more of a pocket passer. So if he somehow eliminates the ability to run or just decides to run less, that knocks him down a couple spots. Uh, so I, I could put him not maybe not at eight. I'd say maybe five. But he, I feel like he had an, also an issue throwing the ball deep or being accurate. He had a couple of stinkers last year. So I don't know. Uh, I think he was, I think it was more of the shoulder injury personally. Uh, he got injured a shoulder and he didn't really come back the same player he was uh, first like eight or 10 weeks. He was definitely an MVP candidate. Um, shoulder injury happened. I think like in the first 10 weeks, he didn't have less than like 23 fantasy points any single week, uh, or it might've been like 28. Like it was something crazy. First um, 10 weeks, 10, nine games. He had 30 or more, 28 yeah. or more. Yeah. He was on fire. That shoulder injury kind of messed up a little bit. Um, and he kind of struggled a little bit down the, the, the stretch there, but I think he'll be just fine. He still has one of the best wide receivers in the league. Even if you drop that rushing a little bit, um, he had 133 carries and had 819 yards. So if you drop that to Josh Allen's attempts, like a hundred, Josh Allen had a hundred rushing, 102 rushes for 421 yards. Uh, so Kyler had double. I think Kyler still is going to get at least 500 rushing yards, which is more than anyone probably except Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton, but no one's drafting Cam. So um yep. <laughs> Kyler Murray I love him this year definitely no cap QB1 I think his floor is probably QB5 for me all right let's get into the next cap or no cap DeAndre Hopkins should be considered the wide receiver one in fantasy football still cap, cap. or no cap cap yeah uh, what season were we coming into where he was really truly considered the wide receiver one off the board though I think I had him as wide receiver one last year. He was I think even I slept did. on. I think he was slept on coming into last year's draft. He got in our league. He got taken at twelve by K Harp. Yeah, he was no K Harp didn't even take him. No, he did. He took D Hop and Julio. He took Adams and Julio. Oh right. Oof. Who took D Hop? Bart. <laughs> D Hop went. Well, regardless, seven. in any of our drafts, D Hop never went wide receiver one off the board. Yeah. That's what I remember. I had him ranked there, though, at least last year, possibly in the year before that as well. DeAndre Hopkins, to me, is still the best wide receiver in the league. Maybe not finishing fantasy-wise there, but I love DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's the best pure receiver. He's number two. 
He was 28 in 2018. He was wide receiver. I wish I could change his Jersey. So love me Deandre Hopkins. I don't think he's number one though. So I'm going to say cap Devontae Adams right now with Aaron Rodgers still slightly above him for me. I have Tyree Kill. Yeah, Tyreek's right there as well. All right. Match is still better about last year. Cap or no cap. There I can is bring no it up every division. This team that will be fantasy relevant on the squad. No okay. cap. Didn't even know any of the tight ends on their depth chart. They yeah, didn't Max have Williams. Any, no. Who? Max with two X's. Oh. Max with two X's. <laughs> and he was even and fantasy, fantasy pros didn't even rank him in the top 50 tight ends. Yeah, I know. No tight end should be drafted. Please don't do it. All right, let's get into our bold takes. Let's get it moving. We still got the Rams to get through here. So, Q, start us off. What do you got? All right, so after a top two finish or whatever, he was a top quarterback last year. Kyler Murray is going to finish outside of the top five by the end of the season. Uh, I do take with a big grain of salt, maybe like a pile of salt, the whole rushing ability, maybe uh, disintegrating, wanting to do that less with the receivers that he now has. Um, And the last seven games last year, he scored – 20 only scored he scored 34 points once the rest he all scored 20 or less possibly the shoulder injury but uh i'm just a big kyler murray hater i i think he's too short to be an elite quarterback in this league (laughs) he's he's done he's done well i will say that but i i i could name a couple of guys that definitely be over him the healthy Dak over him tom brady Two other guys that may be the Tom Brady. What are you talking about? Ranked? Uh, probably like one, one second. Number eight. Tom Brady's not finishing over Kyler Murray. I'd put a, a lot of money on that as long Maybe as there's not. no injuries. Put the ring on it. Put the you ring said, on it. said anybody except that. I'll, Anyways, I'll Tom Brady will finish next to him. Maybe doubtful. Five and six. Uh, all right, Kyler Murray is finishing. I'm going to go right off of Q's here and just build right into it. Uh, not super bold, but Kyler Murray is finishing QB1. DeAndre Hopkins will also finish his wide receiver one. I know we were just talking about D-Hop being elite still, and obviously he hasn't been drafted as a wide receiver one. Um, obviously, Adams and Tyree Kill are right there with him. It's obviously pretty close every single year, uh, but I think this is the year where they kind of start to flourish. Last year, their first year playing together, they were good. But there were some inconsistencies here and there. I think they get that all figured out this year. Um, AJ Green's not stealing any work from DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is a boomer best bust guy. Rondell Moore, I think, like I mentioned, he'll be involved, but he's not taking any targets away from D-Hop either. So D-Hop, Kyler Murray, best stack this year Ooh. over Mahomes and Tyreek because they're uh, both no. finishing. I, I, still think it's, I still think it's Rodgers and Adams, like T-God said Damn. last week. Yeah. It could be, it could be, there's, it's That's all three of them nice. are the best stacks, but I'm saying Kyler and D-Hop. And Diggs and Allen are right there, Q, like Q said before. Um, Ertz and Smith? I wish. Anyways, <laughs> number one and number one. T-Gods, what do you got for us? Ertz and Ertz. Uh, we're going back to the uh, whole Chase Edmonds and James Conner debate. <laughs> uh, Chase Edmonds will finish over James Conner. I have no doubt about it. Uh, Lock it in. Set it in stone. We've seen James Conner with his whole health pass. He cannot stay healthy. In his four years in the NFL, he's never played more than 12 games in a single season. Uh, He's only had over 169 rushing attempts once in his career, uh, more than seven touchdowns in a single season once. Um, Yeah, so it's clear that he can't handle for a full workload by himself. And Chase Edmonds last year 
had 53 receptions, 400 receiving yards, and added another 450 rushing yards. Like, we we haven't seen him as like the number one, but the number two, he's been super solid, and there's no reason to think that he can't handle it. Like, he finished running back 25 last year as the number two on a team, and James Conner finished 28, being the number one on the team. Like, exactly. James Conner. I mean, Edmonds is gonna. He's going to finish over him. That's the guy you want to get. You don't want to draft James Conner. Lock it in. Love it. What do you got, Matt? Build right off of it. I'm going to build right off of it. Uh, I like Edmonds a lot much more than Conner, but I still think both of them finish outside the top 20. It's kind of be, it's going to be recollective of what we saw last year with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. I feel like there's never going to be a true number one in Arizona. So I think James Conner's still going to get his fair share of touches. I do think Edmonds will be a lot better, but I just don't see him getting that much volume to put him over that top 20 hump. I think he could still finish as a low-end RB2, but he's definitely not going to be, like, the best running back two to own. Not even close. Yeah, I agree. You got to also consider the Kyler runs, so he's a Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Takes away some carries as well. But this is another team that – Cliff Kingsbury, he's on on the hot seat also. They said if he doesn't do much – because they – they haven't made the playoffs, and they have a very good team. Yeah, uh, they should definitely make the playoffs this year. So, if not, he could be gone as well. Kyler's man. We shall see. All right, let's get into the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, starting with QB1. On Monday, Matt Stafford actually banked his thumb on a helmet while throwing. Uh, something to monitor moving forward. X-rays were negative. It's just swollen, so he's back. he'll probably be fine. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's back at practice. Yeah, he's but- good. Um, just something to keep an eye on. Stafford always does get a little banged up here and there, but he usually plays anyways. Um, but where are you targeting Matt Stafford this year? Is he destined for a big year in LA, finally getting out of the hellhole that is Detroit? I and love even, Stafford. This even year. in the hellhole, he was still putting up like top 10 numbers for yeah, the most part. He, was, he finished top 15. I think he finished 15th last year, and he had Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay hurt for like most of the year. And I understand that the Lions were playing from behind most of the year. But still, if your number one is Marvin Jones and you're finishing as a top 15 quarterback, that has something to say. And now he gets Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, both both finished uh, top 15 last year. I mean, I of course he's destined for a big year. So many times last year, I just remember Sean saying, oh, the lines are behind. Stafford has to come back now. <laughs> and he would <laughs> kill me every time. Yeah, he just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, still love staff this year. Grabbing Steph, Stafford, I'm back in on him on a different team. Last year he hurt my soul, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get hurt again. Ready to get hurt again. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we all know Akers is done at this point, and the Rams have yet to add any additional running backs. Are you drafting Henderson as a low-end RB2? There's a lot of risk because he's coming in the season hurt also. Yeah, he's a little banged up as well. But, I mean, we saw what he could do with the opportunity yeah. last year, and he did make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. He- I think he only has three games where he has 15 touches or more, but I think he averages like 16 points per game in those games. Yeah. So and he gets, he gets some points when he does get the opportunity. I like Henderson as like right outside that low RB two tier, more of like a high end flex. Um, but I think he's right in Same that. tier is like a chase. Edmonds. Yeah. I have him a little lower than Edmonds. I have him around like Gaskin and uh, James Robinson area for me below both. James Robinson shouldn't be there. And Kareem Hunt, uh, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis, that kind of tier for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, 
I like uh, I like Henderson, low end RB two, high end flex, whatever you want to call him. Solid pick. Can we skip over this next one? Can Deshaun yeah. Jackson have any flex relevancy <laughs> on this offense on a week to week basis, Jesus. or would you rather take a shot on the younger guys they have, like Jefferson and Atwell? First who half. Wrote this? Week who wrote one? this question? That's what I first want to half. Know. <laughs> right. I did. First, I know. Game one. Game one. Uh, first quarter. That's you'll get your points for the season. I had to bring them up. That might be about it. No. Please do no. not draft, draft him in best ball. That's it. Not That's even. No, don't. don't if he's healthy, don't, if he's healthy, he's got a shot. Please no. You think he's going to get a decent amount of target share with Cooper no. Cup and Robert Woods? That's why there. I said best ball. It sets your lineup for you. He'll probably uh, have. Right. Well, I didn't understand the full meaning of best ball. His yeah. only route best will ball be just go. Interesting. Yeah, go, just go that's straight. his route. I'm saying best ball is like basically you draft a team and then your whole lineup is set for you after that week based on the best guys. So you can draft guys like Christian Kirk and D Jacks and they get God. put in your lineup that's if they snap. Beauty. That's like bowling with bumpers on. Yeah. Fuck that. It's wild. <laughs> but anyways, now don't draft Sean Jackson. I like the younger guys better. Let's get in some cap or no cap. Uh, first one here, Matt Stafford will finish as a top 10 QB this season with top five upside. Cap or no cap? No cap. No cap. No cap. I already gave my spiel. No cap. Yeah, I got him a QB nine. I'd want to move him up, but it's tough. There's so many good quarterbacks this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think you can move him up much more <laughs> like than 10. I love Stafford this year. Um, definitely go grab him. Uh, next one here, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup should both be considered top 20 wide receivers with top 12 upside. Cap or no cap? No, no cap. No they proved it last year with Jared Goff. 2019. Oh, Jared Goff. Go ahead, boy. Cooper Cup finished wide receiver four, and Robert Woods was number 14. Yep. Same. We've and Woods it. had like two touchdowns that year. Like crazy yeah, low. Woods that's had why he two snapped this touchdowns. year. This last year, 2020. Stafford loves to sling it. He'll throw bombs all day. And Cooper Cup and Robert Woods love to go deep. Yep. Draft them both. Solid wide receiver twos. Oh. <laughs> All right, last cap or no cap. With Gerald Everett gone, Tyler Higby can finally break out as a top 10 tight end for a full season. Cap or no cap? Cap. Cap. No cap. He was, I he don't was like wide receiver eight in 2019 with Everett there. The tight ends were such a shit show. And after like week when are they not? The Eagles played the. <laughs> All right, that's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. Exactly. A good point. Yeah, I'm going to go no cap. I don't have him ranked in my top 10 for sure, but I think he obviously has top 10 potential. He could easily squeak in there. It's all interchangeable after, like, top six. So, Higby, he's got a shot. All right, let's get into our bold takes, favorite targets for the L.A. Rams. Uh, Q, start us off. I'll piggyback off of you. How about you start? All right, I'll start. Van Jefferson, he's going for free in drafts. Essentially worth a flyer for sure for me. Um, I think he's the clear-cut wide receiver three. We know that Woods and Cup are the top two guys here. Um, Josh Reynolds had some slight relevancy here or there as the wide receiver wide receiver three with Goff, uh, but now they have an upgraded quarterback, and if any sort of injury occurs to either Woods or Cup, I think Van Jefferson immediately jumps into a, a flex option. Um, so in deeper leagues, Dynasty, definitely make sure he's on your bench. Even in like a 12-team league, I think he's worth a flyer if there's not much left and you're just looking for someone to stash that might be able to – put up some relevancy this year. Van Jefferson is a good guy to grab. Yeah, Van ben Jefferson definitely is going to be something you want to target if you're playing in a dynasty league. Uh, but we saw him last year. He was competing with uh, Reynolds. 
Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, who's not there anymore. He's in Tennessee and he's injured. Jeez. Well, um, Stafford has known for spreading it out. He makes good, he makes guys good. Uh, and I, I think, I don't know. He's, I don't know if he'll finish above Cooper cup or Robert Woods probably won't just because of the skill. There's definitely a difference in skill, but, uh, no. All right. I think That's he's one of the rude. best wide receiver handcuffs is what you can yes, kind of call yes. it. Yes, he, he, I think he's going to be the, the uh, backup to them to own. Yep, I agree. Keep an eye on Tutu Atwell, though. Put him on your watch list. I do like him also. All right, T-Gods, what do you got for us? All right. Uh, the Rams D should be the number one defense taken off the board at your draft. Last year, they finished number one, and they averaged, is it? Out like other other leagues defense. I don't know how they work, but ours. Pretty sure it's standard. No, I'm, yeah, we have the same scoring as regular like, right. leagues. So they average ten points, which is you know what you start with. So you don't lose that's any flex. points. Yeah, that, that's that's nice. I'll take a free ten points that's every right. week. Um, you know you're not gonna lose any points. Yeah, exactly. And you know they have weapons like Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, Darius Williams, who had four picks last year. Throw that out there. And a man named Jordan Fuller. I don't know if you know about him, but week 11. Is they that played... the third Fuller brother? No, is it? Stop. It, it might be. Cap. All right, but this man, week 11, they were playing the Bucks, and he picked off Tom Brady twice as a rookie. And Dang. one wow. was on, on what would have been a game-winning drive. Tom Brady storming down the field, a couple minutes left. Tom Brady was trying to target him, trying to be cute, and he fucking got bitten he, ass for it. He really did. This dude's just going to get even better. Um, yeah, you want them. That you want, That's a good defense, you want Rams, though, for sure. Bro, this has to be an error, right? Yeah, never mind. Um, Rams have been top five, uh, top last few years as well, so I think the Rams are destined for a good season. Again, I agree with you. All right, Matt, what do you got? All right, good old Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Backwoods. That man is finishing top 10 this year. He got that upgraded quarterback. Uh, I believe he finished – where did he finish? I am right down. But he finished, like, 13th last year, 12th or 13th. And, um, I mean, that upgraded quarterback, he's only going to get better. Like I said, if you remember, if you were watching last season – Preseason, I said, keep an eye on Robert Woods because he's involved in the rushing game. Yeah, ended up with two rushing touchdowns, had 24 rushing attempts. If the Rams are inside that five-yard line, don't be surprised if Robert Woods gets it on the jet sweep. I'm just saying those are points added on to your wide receiver basically as a running back. And, I mean, Akers is hurt. Can't really rely on the run game as heavily as they would like to, so they're going to be throwing the ball. The one thing that does scare me is what T-Guys brought up. Their defense is very elite, so I don't know if they're going to be playing from behind and playing catch-up as much, but I still have all the faith in the world in Robert Woods finishing top 10. Yeah, Bobby Backwoods. He'd, be, he'd have to finish with the big dogs. Yeah, he's solid. He has before. Where does Cup he finish, man? The Top 20. 17. Calling it now. <laughs> okay. Robert Woods, all 9. Right. Cooper Cup, 17. I like it. Okay. All right. Let's get into the division winner. So we obviously this is a super good division. I personally think it's the best division in football right now. Uh, so sure. who do you guys have winning Wait, this division? Could I ask one more question? I forgot to ask for the Cardinals. Go ahead. Uh, 
is there any impact on DeAndre Hopkins, his draft value with him? You know he's not going to get a, the vaccine. Are, is there any worries when drafting him if he has to sit out because he gets it or no. whatnot? I mean, obviously, you could go for any player, but just some guy, you, a one guy you know that's not going to – that has talked about not getting it. I don't it, know if that's It is impact. concerning, but I feel like when you're drafting and you have D-Hop right in front of you, you're not going to be like, right, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, vaccinated, not gonna I'm not drafting him. <laughs> right. Wait, wait till the next day. Then you start to worry. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there was something that came out where like the NFL is up to like ninety percent vaccinated yeah, is, or something. That now. was impressive to read. I I was okay. surprised. So after after that, um, they put out those uh, like whatever you want to call them guidelines. Players started right. getting that shot, so right. I wouldn't be shocked if if D-Hop, they're getting uh, under the table bonuses for getting low. vaccinated. Good for yeah. them. I wish I got we'll, some. Bread. We'll see. I'm not I'm not drafting him any lower because of it. All right, division winner. I am taking the Arizona Cardinals, taking the Rams second, and I'm taking the Seahawks or the Niners also to get the wild card. Three teams in this division are making the NFL playoffs this year. The Cardinals are taking the division over the Rams. Who do you guys got? I'm taking Seahawks. Ooh, Russ. I think think he's got it. Most experienced team. Their defense is very sus, but I think that their offensive, they can put it together more than they did last year. They'll, They'll be up there. I hear you. I'm taking Kyler Murray. Matt, you're muted. Matt's so muted. I don't know what happened to Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him talking. Run upstairs, Matt. Go get on Sean's mic. Yeah, that's hilarious. Matt's also taking the Cardinals for anyone um, not hearing Matt right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Matt, I don't know what's happening. But, um. Maybe the microphone got unplugged. Try plugging it in from the bottom there underneath. Anyways, uh, Matt's having some technical difficulties. He's taking the Cardinals Matt, as well. So. Go upstairs. Three it's of okay. us are taking the Cardinals. Hugh's taking the Seahawks. Should be an interesting one for sure. Matt's coming upstairs. <laughs> if anyone didn't know, we record in the same place. All right, let's get into Hugh's football trivia corner. Of course, he forgot his paper and pen. Definitely forgot a paper and pen. Um, I can rip this one in half. Oh. Q, we're starting something new. Q usually does a joke every single week, um, but this week he is switching it up. Starting this week. Starting this week uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, we're going to do some football trivia, fantasy football trivia most of the time, but also we'll just be some regular football trivia in general. Um, so we're going to be doing the trivia. We got Matt behind me. The light doesn't really <laughs> shine gonna, too well. Is he going to be able to hear, though? Give him a little um, ear thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, They're in love. Yeah, Matt can hear. Here you go, Matt. So you got to have to hear the question as well. We are going on the fly here at this point. Um, Hall of Fame game is starting soon too, or it may have started. So if you're interested in seeing that, um, you can catch this on YouTube as well if you want to watch it at a later time. All right, Q, hit us is with Matt, what you is got. Matt ready? Hold I'm on, ready. I'm my pen. I'm ready. Here, here's your pen. Your fantasy football trivia don't you remember dude? so three questions we're going to keep score throughout the entire season we'll have something on the line but we'll, when we figure that out we'll let you guys know all right so uh first question Hold on one second oh. matt doesn't have it in his ear <laughs> why is he so hard to put in this is great podcasting for people listening on spotify right now it is ready all right. yeah all right first question in 16 games i had 58 receptions 100 targets 900 yards and seven touchdowns and i'm a rookie receiver who am i from last year 
2019 rookie receiver class. If you want me to repeat the stat line, I can. All right, 16 games, 58 receptions, 100 targets, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's Ooh, so hard. This is so random. This okay. is so hard, dude. How so do hard. I know that? Think about, think about the 2019 rookie receivers. I know. That's like, I, I don't want to look anything up. because I, I give you cheating. a hint. I can give you a hint if you guys no, really can't think of it. Hint. No hints. Really no hints. Hint. Okay. But just we're just going to fling it here. I might be wrong, actually. For, uh, I feel like I'm wrong, too. Well, the hint is that all these questions have something to do with players in this division. Oh, th- never mind. I'm more confident. Than I'm more answer. confident now, too. That's wild. Oh, well, <laughs> we maybe I shouldn't answers. have said that. <laughs> no, we have different answers. Oh, my God. Okay. That uh, actually narrows it down a lot. Should I start, start a countdown? I'll start from 10. Nine. Eight, seven, five, three, three. two, one. All right. All right. Everybody show your answer. I got Debo Samuel. We got Debo, 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 and DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. It is DK Metcalf. Nice. Oh, my God. Matt gets points. Come on. Broken Mike Matt. Let's go, baby. I didn't know if it was, like, just the 2019 season or 2019 and Okay. Debo was a rookie in 2019, too, so we weren't far off. Excuse my chicken scratch. That's quite all right. All right, Q, what do you got for us next? All right, second question. Both entered the league in 2011. Julio Jones and A.J. Green, who has scored more career touchdowns? Is this a trick question? (laughs) Actually, it's probably not. I don't know. And as you can see, A.J. Green's in this division, so there's some sort of relevancy. Answers... Three, two, one. I got AJ. AJ, AJ, and same AJ. amount. Uh, the no, same it, amount. It's it's AJ Green. Fuck. I knew it was a trick question. And, it, and I crossed out AJ. <laughs> Matt, you just, just lost crazy. the point you had on us. <laughs> it's crazy to think because AJ. I mean, Julio is Julio, but he just lacks touchdowns for some reason. Yeah, right. he's not a big touchdown guy. All right, and the final AJ question was. Yeah, yeah, he was. All right, final question. In 2016, who was the Texans' starting quarterback? And as you can see, the relationship here is DeAndre Hopkins was on the Texans in 2016. Oh, my God. Sean, Sean, you should know. Well, I know I should know, but I don't know. No, you should know because I'm here. But uh, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have an answer yet. I'm counting from 10. I'll let you know when I get the five. I don't fucking know, dude. I like doing the podcast right. from up here. Right. Dude, I really have no idea. Five, um, four, three, two, one. All right. All right, show them. Got Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett, 21 <laughs> Savage, Tom Savage, and who else? Matt, what do you got, Tom? Matt. Oh, Matt Shop. It was Brock Osweiler. No. Oh, you love Brock no. Osweiler. Why didn't I know that? I should have known that. All right, we all got one freaking point, right? What yeah. the fuck? All right, well, can so we at least tied after the first week? There's something that we can get onto, I think. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like, I like that. That was fun. Matt think. has to come up there every time, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Matt's got to come upstairs. All right, so we'll do that every week. A few questions, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, whatever. Um, I know the Hall of Fame game it has started, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, also, Matt's in <laughs> up yeah, here. I'm so. about to have scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow us on Twitter at SuperFBPodcast, on Instagram at SuperFantasyPodcast. We'll be posting clips, uh, more information, mock drafts, stuff like that, all over that. 
Uh, so make sure you're following us on social media. Subscribe on YouTube, please. We're putting out more content on there regularly. And uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok if you have it as well. Keeping everything up to date. But we will be back on Monday this week. That's right, Monday, not next Thursday. We're doing both, two podcasts starting this week. So Monday with our quarterbacks and tight ends episode. Make sure you tune into that. And then we'll be back Thursday as well with the NFC East. Let's go. We got both. We got two episodes this week and two episodes for the next few weeks here um, leading into the season as well. So make sure to tune in. Make sure you're following us everywhere. That's a wrap. Don't forget to cop merch. Cop merch. Peace out. A couple hours.